Welcome to the WP Builds Podcast, bringing you the latest news from the WordPress community. Now, welcome your hosts, David Wormsley and Nathan Wrigley. Hello there and welcome once again to the WP Builds Podcast. This is episode number 228, entitled J is for Jobs. It was published on Thursday the 6th of May 2021. My name's Nathan Wrigley and a few bits of short housekeeping just before we begin. The main thing to say is that Anshin LaRue and I have been working very hard on the Page Builder Summit 2.0 and it kicks off on Monday. That's Monday the 10th of May. It runs for five days, so till Friday the 14th of May. And honestly, I'm really hoping it's going to be a really smashing event. We have got absolutely boatloads of speakers, and it doesn't matter whether you're focused on the intricacies of your page builder, whether it's design or tips and tricks that you're after, there'll be something for you. And it doesn't really matter which page builder you're using. So it may be Elementor, Beaver Builder, Oxygen, Breezy, Divi or Gutenberg. There's something for you. So I would urge you to go to the URL, pagebuildersummit.com and sign up so that you can attend free. The way it works is we're going to be running the whole event for free so you can watch for the first 24 hours. So really, I would encourage you to go to the pagebuildersummit.com and get yourself signed up. In fact, stop the audio right now, pagebuildersummit.com. Go and get yourself signed up and we hope to see you there and having a fabulous time learning more and more about your WordPress page builders, pagebuildersummit.com. Another one to mention is wpbuilds.com forward slash advertise. If you would like to advertise your product or service on the WP Builds podcast, well, we can help you out with that and get you in front of a WordPress specific audience, a bit like AB Split Test have done. Do you want to set up your A-B split tests in record time, like in a couple of minutes? Use your existing pages and test anything against anything else. Buttons, images, headers, rows, anything. And the best part is it works with your page builder of choice, whether that be Elementor, Beaver Builder, or the WordPress block editor. You can check it out and get a free demo at absplittest.com. Okay, today is a discussion episode. It's one of the ones where David Wormsley and I drone on and on about a particular WordPress subject. And today, as I said at the top, it's J is for jobs. This is a really interesting one. It's all about all the myriad of jobs that you do every time you put a WordPress website together, whether that's setting up your PHP or server things. Maybe it's getting your forms ready or getting it so that your SMTP connection is working. There are boatloads of things that you do each and every time. And we've tried to list them all out in some kind of order. I am pretty sure that we've missed a load out, but there's certainly a lot to think about here. One thing that occurred to me was that this could be an interesting thing to put in front of your clients, just to show them all of the myriad different things that you do each and every time you're helping them build their websites. And it might give them pause for thought if they are hovering over the Squarespace or Wix button. Okay. It's a great episode. I hope that you enjoy it. Hello, it's another A to Z of WordPress, a series where we attempt to cover all the major aspects of building and maintaining sites with WordPress. Today, it is J for jobs. And well, ideally, this would have been T for tasks or C for checklists, because we're not really talking about jobs you can get in the industry. No, Just... I mean, I, I honestly, Dave, I don't know much about Steve Jobs at all, so... <laughs> this is going to be a, a tough episode for me. I don't use any Apple products, so, you know, good luck. You're on your own. <laughs> is it also just a UK thing that jobs stands for poo-poo? Yes, I think it probably also is. <laughs> yes, I was actually thinking that as you said that and thought, no, I'm not going to plumb that depth. But, uh, but you have, so that's fine. So well, what we're going to do here, I, I never asked you before this, do you have a checklist that you work to? And you build sites. Not like you've got, because uh, we'll link in the show notes. I think this is the first time ever in the 200-odd episodes that we've done where we've linked to your website, um, <laughs> which just seems like so bad for promotion. But anyway, you've got a great big list. No, I have a list, but it's largely written on 
in Kanban boards in project management tools. It's not set out in this sort of linear way. And I have a I have a something similar and I can duplicate my basic website setup. It then sets up three lanes in progress, done and to do, and then I just drag things. But there's only I don't know, maybe two dozen tasks, whereas you've got maybe fifty or fifty or more on this yeah. page. I think it's about 70 that I've put down. There might be a little bit of duplication, but I yeah. have divided those up into sections. So we'll probably go through the different sections. The first ones are a kind of setup tasks, things that you need to do to WordPress just to get the kind of basic site up and running. Yeah. Then there's some basic design tasks, and then we've got launch tasks, and finally monitoring and health tasks because of looking after uh, client sites on their care plan so it's interesting actually just looking at it the the basic setup one is is the biggest um <laughs> and then all the others are of similar length until you get to the monitoring and health bit which is the shortest at only eight and and yet i think really for recurring revenue you know the, the golden egg if you like of, of web development Really, that list needs to be the longest, doesn't it? So you're maintaining <laughs> maintaining that you're doing yeah. absolutely loads of stuff um, during the course of the website's life cycle, whereas in here it seems like you've done a trillion jobs up front, whereas as we're about to explore, you're probably only clicking buttons. <laughs> yes, indeed. I mean, the setup task, I mean, is a cheat most of the time. I mean, I put these tasks down and I made it public for clients to see. It's a terrible blog post, the most boring thing as this episode probably will be but um <laughs> it's still quite useful because if i change my processes it reminds me of these little things because i start with a, a starter site so most of these jobs are done from the beginning but you're different aren't you nathan you actually go and do these jobs yeah i actually i was just saying to you before we hit record i still go and set up the, the sites manually and I actually find it quite cathartic. I go and, in, I mean, I've got all the plugins where I need them. I've got this file with all the plugins on my desktop, which I just drag in and all the plugins go along that I need. And then I just have to activate them. But I do have to go and find the license keys and type them all in and all of that kind of stuff. But I enjoy doing it. It's one of the few bits of the week where I don't really have to think it's all on autopilot. And I quite like it. Anyway, we'll get to that. No, it's quite good because I I get shocked now. I I've done a few sites just for the videos that I do for demonstration, and I've I've gone with a blank install, and plugins then tell me, oh, you need to set your permalinks and things like this. And it's like, oh, oh gosh, I've not had to do that for years. You yes, know? So. yes. I mean, yours is without a shadow of a doubt the intelligent way of doing it, but mine is the the way that I've just decided to do it um, because I like it. Okay. So for anyone, you know, it really reminds me just how difficult it is for anybody who's new to WordPress, what they've got to do. So yeah. should we just quickly go through this? This will be boring, isn't it? So, Well, no, not necessarily, because this could be a nice episode for somebody that's never done it before. And, you know, having this list, I will, by the way, include all of your checks in our um, post. And, you know, you might, you might okay, think okay. of things to add to it, but uh, they're important. Yeah. So I, I've started with uh, setting up the domain name records for the development site in the first place. That's one of the things I have to do on our server. Yep. Create a space on our server, add the security certificate to that, set up a database, set the PHP version, install WordPress, set time zones. Now, you said one of mine is out of order because you would actually go in and do your permalinks at this point, and I think I've stuck those somewhere else. Yeah, at this point, um, as soon as WordPress is up, I go in and do my little run around you know where i i create a, a page called home i create a page called yeah. blog i then go and as soon as they're done i delete the sample page um and go and change the permalinks and set the blog uh, uh, you know the home page is the home page that i've just created and set the permalinks up and all of that yeah yeah so just a slightly different order then i'll go and delete all the unnecessary themes and install the themes that i want and, but yeah you're you're doing the same thing just in a different order yeah, exactly. Getting rid of those. I mean, it's amazing how many sites you still see that have the sample page still left yes. there because people new to WordPress or the, the, the blog post is still there. Um, I need to set up with the work that I'm doing a coming soon page most of the time as okay. well. So that plugin has to get set up. Um, create user accounts for all and then send them the account password securely as well, which I do with one-time pass. I don't know if that's a, it's a website 
Oh, I um, see. Uh, you mean you you sort of silo it away into a like a password manager kind of thing? Well, no, what I do is I don't. I send them their login by an email, and then I send them a link to this one-time password. They, you know, it's the message destructs after you've read it. You know. Oh, um, so okay. So you don't just set them up as a user and then tell them to. Well, actually, now of course, in the latest version of WordPress, you've got the send yes. reset password link. So you could just make use of that. I've just removed a step, David. <gasps> You have, actually. I forgot all about that. That's true. I go through all this thing of making it look really secure by sending them to this other place. I make their account. It's just that I give them a password, which they can go and change later. But of course, yeah, good point. There's one gone. Okay, you can get rid Um, of that. You're now only down to like (laughs) three and a half trillion little jobs. Not uh, not quite as many. Yeah. I think you covered that. Get rid of all of the standard plugins. Hello, Dolly goes. And um, and what's the other one? Akismet. That has to get deleted yes um, and you've got to wonder the, why is hello dolly there still i just don't know what that's doing lurking i wonder <laughs> how many install i mean it must be one of the most widely installed plugins in yes. wordpress just because of the tyranny of people having to forget to uninstall it and delete it <laughs> exactly yeah well, it's fairly lightweight, at least that. <laughs> it's got that going for it. Yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, where do I move into next? Um, installing all my premium themes and plugins, of course, and activate the license. Actually, activating the license, even though I've got a starter theme, is something I generally have to do when I create a new one. Yes. So that yeah, because they're bound to the URL, aren't they, usually? You know, they yeah. detect when they're, you know, if you move a site from one URL to another, then it obviously knows something about that. And yeah, fair enough. It takes a few minutes. And then I'm actually, this wouldn't be a starter thing for most people, but I need to set up my transactional email system, which is Mailgun for me to send from the server. And that's because I communicate from the WordPress install that we're using um, for the project. So it's my project management as well as my uh, starter building site as well. So I actually have to get that up and running, which would probably be something later for most Okay. Well, no, I mean, that's fair enough. That comes fairly early on. Certainly you want to protect your server and IP address. So using something like Mailgon is a bit of a no-brainer. How do you actually do that, though? Do Mailgon have a have a plugin or are you using a third-party plugin to connect? Yes, they've got their own plugin. That's mm. the one I'm using. Okay. And they're all in the one central account as well. And um, yeah, to be honest, that's in there. But I usually, to make these things work, you're supposed to have their domain name. So when you start off without their domain name, you, you probably still have to do this job <laughs> once again um, when the site goes live. Oh, I see. Mailgun, if you move it over from a like dev dot to just www dot, then you'd have to go in and reconfigure the account there. Okay. Yeah, it's the email it's sending out from the server. It's, it's got better deliverability if it's using the domain that the website's on and of course that isn't their website so it still works but it just improves it apparently so for me uh, SEO plugins I'm setting that up usually as well okay Um, I'm all in on SEO press at the moment quite happy with that I managed to get a lifetime deal a couple of years ago and it's working out really really well I'm really pleased with it it seems to do exactly what I want Um, no no surprises it just all the boxes are in the right place for me I've become really familiar with where everything is and what I need to adopt uh, for each post and uh, and how to set. actually the defaults I don't usually tinker with because I like the defaults they're basically what I would have done anyway but do you know what? I think there's one thing that I always want to check here although I've got it set in my starter site is that the that I've set the no follows a friend of ours was saying about this wasn't they they were get, one of their clients had picked up that their templates that they were using on the page builder were were showing up in in um, search results and yes stuff. yes so i'm usually that's one of the early things i want to try and make sure that i've set no follow on on templates and things that i just really don't want yeah so just follow later i actually can't mm. remember how seo press takes care of that but um my usual technique for that is just to create a sitemap and just quickly browse through the sitemap and see if anything yeah. unexpected is lurking there um, and in many yeah. cases, there's nothing. But in some cases, you you know, like archives that you don't want because you've somehow managed to create that archive in a different way is is appearing. And so you've got basically duplicate content. Uh, I can't say I'm 100% about that, but yeah, I do do a little bit of that. 
I think it's pretty basic, isn't it, on most of them, yeah. Yoast and SEO Press, in the sense that you can just, whatever, it's a post type, isn't it, with mm -hmm. templates or mm -hmm. something, just make sure you've got that slider off so it, it ignores that, yes. so it doesn't even add the SEO plugin to them. Yeah. And I think by default it turns them off. Next thing is my uh, WordPress security goes in because there's still sites that someone can hack, and there's a few little things which I... I put in apart from because I've got third-party uh, security plugins that are working, but there are some things that I want to make sure are disabled, like XML RPC, which we've talked about before. Mm -hmm. Yep, I do um, the same thing. I, I just go in and configure the the plugin in the exact same way that I do everywhere else. <laughs> yeah, well, there's little scripts that I put in. One that I've started taking out there's to harden up WordPress, just putting them in HTX as well. And one of them is one that uh, prevents... In fact, I'm not sure exactly what it does, but it's something for authors to prevent them from doing stuff. But it causes a problem if you try and download templates or you know, try and oh. make a blog post later. But it's, okay. a, it's another little security thing that can go in there. But anyway, um, yeah... And for me, because we're both actually um, main WP users, I make sure that the site's connected to our main maintenance site for that. So we're looking yep. after the site while we're building it. Uh, set up some backup schedules as well, even when I'm building. Um, for me, I've got that little project management system that I set up. So that's another job with clients, but not for the regular WordPress user. Ah, image cropping. We were only talking about that last time yes. under I for images. Yeah. So I, you know, that's another thing that's ongoing. Perhaps it's in the design because I'm often changing some of the presets that I put in yep. into my theme. I yeah, used your little trick that. of putting the zeros in the other day because I knew that this particular site would never, ever use the, the small square thumbnail. So I yes. put, put the zeros in and I'm hopeful to save... A tiny amount of uh, data on the on the server as a result, but it's still quite a nice trick. Thank you. Yeah, there's something actually that I've noticed with that, and it's just in our page builder, Beaver Builder, that it seems to um, list those even though they're zeros as options. So I don't. Know oh, okay. I haven't noticed that, yeah. but okay, well, good point. But yeah, um, and I've got another thing that I do for the clients who are getting involved in a little bit of the work on the sites themselves. I in include uh, Get Stencil or Stencil, as it's called there. I have an account for them so they can, if they want, go and choose from all of the uh, free images that are out there through Stencil and put them directly into the media library. So that's can, a thing that most people won't do. No, can we talk about that? Because I actually think that's quite a cool trick and it never occurred to me because I have a Stencil, Get Stencil account, whatever you want to call it. And mm -hmm. this is a nice little trick. So you install your license. So you install the Stencil plugin which means yeah. that you can, in the media library, you can search for royalty-free images of Stencil because they've got agreements with a bunch of third-party um, yeah. creative commons sites. You can then, uh, with Stencil, you can like add memes on top of the images or you, know, you can put icons on yeah. the images. Basically, it's like a small, tiny, lightweight version of Photoshop with text and icons and things like that. And you just give them access to that in the development period. So they can go and find, I don't know, if they're a garden company or something, yeah. they can go and find pictures of shovels and spades and whatnot. And then when the site launches, you just take it out because that's your license and you don't want to give it to them. Yeah, exactly. Well, I have these little it's videos nice. that are startup. And I, I mentioned Stencil and I say, here it is. And you can get a free account if you want to sign in for yourself. But for the development period, here is my spare license key that I've got because it's blank and I clear it out at the end of it. And um, they can just go and use that if they want. It's not being used much, but I mean, it has been handy when people just don't have the images. At least they can go and search for suitable ones and get us halfway there, you know. What what do you mean you've got a spare license? So you've bought two licenses for Stencil. Yeah, one, yeah. one you keep I've for yourself. I've got mine. Right. Yeah. And then the other one, you can amend it, can you? So if you give it, you don't actually give the license to the client. You just input it into the, the box, I guess, in the plugin. And then at the end, before you hand it over, you just delete that. And then they've no longer got access to that functionality yeah. to go and do it themselves. 
Well, when they go in, the plugin's there, but it still asks them to log in if they don't have anything. So I provide them with that um, password, which I change when we get to the next client. And I the see. reason I give them that is because on my own Stencil account, I've got so many favorites of things that I've saved in there that I don't want them to have that. So that's uh, okay. how it works. Ah, uh, you've got yeah. some fruity images saved, have you, David? There's a, <laughs> an intriguing yeah. going. No, I think that's a really nice idea. Um, I, I'm aware that there's a, probably a couple of things like that. I've used a, I can't even remember what it was called, but I've I've used a plugin in the past which has allowed me to search inside the media library for images on, oh, I don't know, mm. let's say it's uh, deposit photos or Pexels or something like that. Mm. And it's worked really well. You know, it just, you find the one that you like, you can select the dimensions you know whether you want the super big one or the medium size one you just click download and it just comes over into your media library with all the the correct file name you know so it's probably got some kind of license attached with the bizarre numbers that go with it and it's that's worked really well but i've never really thought of using stencil because it's superior because it's got all the editing capabilities and then removing it that's a lovely lovely little trick yeah, it's a nice add-on, and it'll send Stencil maybe some business if they decide to sign up. At least they can get the 10 images per month, so if they did some blogging, at least they've got that, you know. Oh, okay, um, right, right. Yeah, so they can get their own account if they want, or they can just borrow mine for the, the project. It just seems a nice little add-on. Yes. The next thing is images again. We both use short pixel, don't we? So yep. just make sure that that is set up the way that I want. Mostly that's set up by default. I use... Um, You've used other tools. I also reset user back for me because it's a system a little bit like Project Huddle and it's renamed, so I don't remember. It's called uh, Atarim now. Atarim. WP yeah, Feedback, yeah. Yeah. So those ways of clients being able to show you a design and, and give you feedback actually on the design itself. And the, the, the nice thing about that is that you get to see what browser they're using and uh, what size, what resolution they're viewing on. So if they see something wrong, you get that info. Really not used by people, but I set up user back so it's an open account because I'm usually only working with one client at a time. So they don't have to log into anything. It's just there. So I have to clear it out. <laughs> if somebody else has used it, I have yeah. to clear it out for the next job. Can I ask you about that? Because I've never used user back, but having used Project Huddle, Project Huddle is, is a very open system. So yeah. everybody can see the comments that everybody's making on that site and so yes. as an example you know if i put it on i don't know wp builds and then there were 20 people giving comments about it they'd all be able to see everybody else's comments is the same true for user back or could you say actually i only want the comments for this website to show up on that website and then i want a completely different configuration for this website or is it just one website at a time and that's just the way it works no. No, you can set up lots of different projects, but then you start to get to accounts and everything. And there's a lot more you can do with it. Now I use it. Basically, I stick it in with an open account. So when it's on their site and their site only, it's open. If I put it on lots of sites, they would all see each other's, but it never works that way. And people don't use it that much. But so it's it just makes it easy because it's sat in the bottom of their site all mm. the time that it's on and they just go and click on it and and then point at what they want to give me feedback on okay. so as as i say it's not being used much but no. using it in that simple way it's just something available sorry i misunderstood then so you could install it on multiple sites and each mm -hmm. site would be its own little silo if you configured it correctly that yes. would be possible yes indeed right yes okay why don't I you do that then? Really Why simple. do you keep it open? Is it just easier to maintain on your side? Yeah, because I think they would, in order to be in their little silo, they would need to log into an account where when I install the plugin there, oh, as soon as they're in, in the system, they're already in the system and they're using this you know, open box, if you like. Got it. And Got as it. I'm only dealing with one at a time, but the only downside of that is that if they have given me feedback i have to clear it out before the next one's in <laughs> i understand i understand that's, yeah that's which good. is pretty simple mm -hmm. yeah um yeah set up a blog if needed that's a bit of a vague one isn't it so um you know that's uh otherwise i i just kind of leave that blank do, here's do you, a question do you style the like the archives do you make the effort to style the archives even if you're not 100 percent sure they're going to commit to blogging or do you just leave that and just use the default uh, whatever i've got 
Yeah, to be honest, I'm using Beaver Builder with Beaver Thema, so I've oh, okay. usually styled um, with Thema something yep. basic. Yep. So yep. I would work with that if they wanted something new. So it's already there in place. Right. But yeah. Right. Again, my list is there just to remind me if things change. Um, also, you know, setting up the the comments earlier on, I'm asking them are they likely to ever have comments on blog posts or stuff like that because I want to get rid of that. And if they are, then I introduce the spam protection as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's forms. I usually set those up. Um, my people get editor's account, which doesn't give them rights to the form. So I've had to build that in as well so they can see their forms. But yes. yeah, that's where the spam protection goes on as well for that. Yeah, I've had to do that. Just something in functions.php to enable them to have yeah. the ability I think, to create forms. I can't remember what it was that they didn't have, but the ability to see, create, and delete entries and things. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, kind of surprising it's just, that's not a default, actually, but there you go. Yeah, it's, it's Gravity Forms um, that mm. I'm using, yeah. and you would yeah. think all these years someone would have wanted that, but yeah, I have to put a snippet in, and then it just grants them access to everything, mm. um, which is fine. Um, yeah, there's some things that I set up in there that I've put in as side notes, um, but they're just things I would set up on the basic um, Gravity Forms. So uh, things... Um, the GDPR settings and limiting submissions and that kind of thing and setting right. up the email notifications, all that has to be done. Testing the forms has to be done. Yep. And then I'm usually, rem- this is a job mostly for them, but I want to be involved if I can, is setting up the Google Search Console and analytics code. Yep. Anonymizing analytics as well is another job that I try and put in if it's appropriate. Mm-hmm. Um, check <laughs> permalinks has come in last. It should have been at the top. <sighs> should have been right uh, near the top, David. <laughs> yeah, social share I add in, but that's not a job always done. If the blogging there, I add in something for that. Yeah, we, we um, I've used, um, we were discussing this, I've used Monarch uh, as, yes. a, as a plugin, but I've also used the one that you, I think is your favorite one, and we've I've probably forgotten the name now. Scriptless social sharing, social I think it sharing. is. Is that what it's called? Yeah, that's that's my favourite. And used then that. of course if I if I've got page builder add on that I'm actually using on this project, it'll probably default to that because that plugin's already there. But otherwise, yeah, I go for the scriptless yeah. wait. There's a nice yeah. um nice power pack module for that. I think it's just called social sharing or something like that. And I often use that in Beaver Builder and then just set it as a sort of global row or something and and add it into the the post template or something kind of works here's one i needed to write for myself and i still forget it change all the posts and pages made by us to the client's account so often i'm setting up some yeah Yeah. well often you're doing the work on it and then it's always you know it's your company's name we're the author all the time so yeah i I often forget that i bet it's in lots of old sites my name is still there as the author for that's right you are you are are a prodigious writer of blog posts you just because they're just there the (laughs) template yeah that's a good point i hadn't really thought about that and there's there might be a few things which are sort of triggered off the basis of who is the author as well. So it might be quite important to get that right. You know, if you've got an archive of what you've written, it might be important to have literally nothing written against you. Who's David Wormsley, for goodness sake? Uh, well, yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, we hand over these sites to clients. Sometimes they go off, somebody else comes in and decides that they're going to show the authors, and they don't know, do they necessarily? No, I confess, I never stuff. do that one, and I really should. Well done. Good one. Yeah. Um, all right. We're coming to the end of this first bit because it's a bit tedious, isn't it? Um, optimize the database. Well, to be honest, that's something that's now taken care of in the ongoing because of main WP, there's a maintenance plugin that will automate the clearing out of revisions and transient data, all that kind of stuff. Um, so that's done. And usually I'm just checking our server resources as well with having the new site on, just seeing if everything's right there. Um if there's anything that I see, some quick checks, really, that there aren't any problems there. And that concludes the setting up. Well, your 36 points, I would say about <laughs> 18 of them are clicking a button. But uh, <laughs> but nevertheless, there's a lot there. I, do you know what? I, you forget how many little tasks there are, but they all have their place. And if one of those pieces was missing, if one of those Lego bricks didn't exist in the wall, it wouldn't yeah. work as well as you wanted it to. And um, that's clever. How, how many, in all honesty, how many of those 36 as a percentage roughly would you say come across in your starter template? Oh, <laughs> over half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's obviously a few that you can't, you know, Google Analytics code and so on. But 
um, that's good. You've saved yourself a lot of work. But the from the client's point of view, there's still jobs that have been ticked off. They have been done. And yeah. and so, you know, if I'm a client of yours, I can see if you, I don't know how you present this to your clients, but if you had that as a laundry list of tick boxes after the first yeah. day or so, you could have ticked off 36 boxes and I'm a happy client. You're busy doing work for me. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I ha- I've only put this on a post. I don't make a big deal of it. I just have it there for a bit of transparency. And should anyone seem, when I'm kind of giving them an estimate about how long it'll just take to get a basic design up and running in terms of hours, this just lets them know it's a bunch of tasks. And for me, I think probably everything that I haven't put here has at some point bitten me in the past. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah, um, no, but it's so. it's really good. And I forget how many little jobs there are at the beginning and having this at the outset as a blog post which you can show to clients it does it kind of creates a bit of well it makes you look the professional for one thing but also it creates a a nice what's the word i'm after you know it gives gives the impression that there is work to be done it's not just a question of well we just download wordpress and install a database and that's it well yes that could be it but if you want it to be properly done there's this boatload of things and we're going to check them all yeah um the next section that i'll do we'll we'll kind of whiz through these i think uh uh, basic design checks i've put them under there i think i need to organize this list though but they could be in the first section so adding uh uh now i always say this wrong favicon is what i want to say but that's what i say favorite icon is it what you say i say i say favicon but i think some people do say fave icon but there's no e so the a you remember the magic E from childhood? The, uh, <laughs> yeah. the magic E is not in place. It's not. It's not changing the A but, into an A. But isn't it because it's supposed to be favorite icon or something? I know. Like that. I know. Just anyway, store in your favorites. Anyway, pedantic, yeah. pedantic, <laughs> dramatic <laughs> um, Nathan. Right. Create pages that I'm going to need. Uh, okay. Create that. See, this could have been a setup one. Create a custom 404 page. Oh, you get... are good. Yeah. Every time. I, or is that in the template as well? I'm guessing. I, <laughs> you've got me. Yeah, it is no, but there, still, but it's still, pretty basic. Yeah, I think the 404 page is actually quite good because you know, let's say that a post somehow gets uh, deleted, but the URLs are still floating around there. It, it, if you, that could become a moment where you can get them back onto your homepage or whatever it is, so I think I think there's good value in creating a 404 page. Yeah, you know, I think it's. I think it's essential to put in there. I mean, some design has to go in it quickly, but if there's the basics there, same as a custom privacy page, I have the same one set up for everybody and I just need to go in and say who the data controller is and things like that and right. shift around a few elements. And thank you page as well. That's already built into the starter site. And then I just, I have it connected to the form, but I usually have to make sure that I've done it again because things have changed because I usually, I think I'm referencing a URL Okay. Connect the thank you. So yeah. you always go for your forms is redirected to a page, not just the generic whatever yeah. the pop up messages. Yeah, I've always okay. got that set up. So there's the thank you page because there's always you know it, just having it there reminds me to talk to the client about the bit of the journey as well. So yep. it's good for that. Yep. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I've said set up WordPress menus again. That should probably have been in the first section. Um, <sighs> tot tot, mm. David. I oh, know, terrible. Set up um, site headers and text, uh, text, uh, the fonts that we're going to use um, is in their brand colors. Obviously, we need to get those sorted out. Uh, set up he- header layouts, footers with the copyright details in. Uh, set up search layouts, all of these kind of things that we need, the dynamic yep. layouts if yep. they're, they're going to be there. Um, uh, and, and the same with the blogs, whether they need to have a dynamic archive pages set up for those and style those. Um, yeah, most of this is, big, I mean, we're moving into design, so there's only really basic stuff we can put in. I do some basic browser testing when I've started some of the design in there. Just make sure, I mean, if they wanted a full package where you really test everything, but I do just test the main browsers and, and take a look on the mobile um, check the console for errors okay. as well to see yep. if there's n- not a problem. And uh, then, of course, it's just the basic mobile and template responsiveness there for right. the checklist. I mean, there's yep. a lot in the design not covered there. One one the thing basics. that, well, I was thinking there's one thing that really shouting at me is logo. Do you do that? Do you get involved in logos? I know that you've got things like, you know, um, 
create headers and footers and so on. Are you are you taking the logo on yourself, or do you hire that out <laughs> to somebody else? If if I say my logo skills are as good as yours, Nathan, I oh, think I'll know the grief. answer. Ah, yes, yes, <laughs> yes. I can uh, I can type. <laughs> no. So you get somebody else to do that usually, do you? But that's not part of what you need to do, right? Yeah, I'll do it if I'm forced to, and I'll just do the best job I can, and probably aim for you know a type, right? Yes. <laughs> um, if if I need to, so yeah. yeah, somebody else. Hopefully, most of the clients come with something these right. days anyway. Right. Okay. Um, okay. Um, so section three, launch tasks. Yeah. So, well, usually DNS records have to sort out to point to the new domain. Uh, I have to turn off my coming soon page, which is easy to forget. Um, check my robot's text. Uh, so, again, I've done this mistake. Um, oh, oh, good grief, <laughs> yes. Yes, I know. Just leaving WordPress. Now, I don't do this any longer because <sighs> you can say, don't search this. Uh, yes. WordPress site, can't you? And it's not on by default in no. WordPress. And my coming soon page takes care of that for me. So I should need to do that. But I still have to go and check myself in, <laughs> that I, I haven't turned it on. I'm not sure if it's SEO Press that's doing this, but I have a website which I'm fiddling with at the moment. And the fact that the in the settings area, I've got do not, you know, discourage whatever it says, discourage search engines mm. from crawling this site. That is... That's a big red banner in the admin bar. It says ah, site. Yes. It's like there's an eyeball icon, and then it says no index, and it's bright red. Yes. And I wonder if that's SEO press. I can't remember where that's coming from, but it, you cannot miss it. So that's quite a nice, quite a nice yes. little visual indication that I've got to deal with that in in any event. I think I've seen it there, and I, I think it's also in Yoast as well. It'll okay. scream at me if I don't, if I leave it where it is. But yep. I mean, you kind of become accustomed to seeing it. And well, yes, that's <laughs> anyway. the problem. And I, I have back in the day. This is going back a long time ago. There was a website. Oh, this is the, sh oh, the the shame. It was out for about eighteen months until <laughs> another developer in my town emailed me because he knew I'd built it and he said did you know and I was like no thank you I'll make sure that's not and it was it was an actual robots.txt file because it was a Drupal site uh, yeah. and I, I had it got to disallow everything and yeah. oh dear that was an awful moment <laughs> <laughs> I've done it as well and yep. probably about the same length of time. Yep. I was working with my colleague then. She spotted it. The client didn't. They just didn't have much interest in the site. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. I flushed red. Well, it was very nice <laughs> um, of this guy who is a competitor. Yeah. He just very politely pointed out. He said, I think yeah. you might want to, to deal with it. And I thought, well, that's really kind of you. Thank you. You could have, could have gone to the client and said, look at this dramatic error. <laughs> Find yourself on Google. No, it's his fault. Can I have the job? But he didn't. He was very kind. Yeah, it is good. Um, yeah, so other tedious things we have to do. So usually taking care of kind of our hosting or the whatever service we use to manage our servers, uh, setting the um, WWs to the non-WWs or re in reverse those redirects. Um uh, rewriting the database to the new name, uh, domain name, um, if that needs to be done. Sometimes I'm doing that. Or I had to do it as a separate job. Mm -hmm. I tell you what, mm -hmm. I'm in love with a new tool, which is um, my great guru, which makes moving stuff around so much easier. Is anyway. that a is that a blog vault? Product? Yes, it is. It's it's yeah. it's so wonderful. I um, actually used it for the first time about about a week ago. And yeah. it was it was completely flawless. I I I, yeah, I thought it was going to be quicker than it was because I think it probably took it was quite a big site and I think it probably took right. about fifty minutes. But I you know it, it, right at the outset it said this is going to be fifty minutes or you know and the down goes the time. So I just went off, did other things, carried on with my day, and it was perfect, absolutely perfect. Yeah, I love moving things around with that. I just it's really nice, and I think it's a real really generous offer from them because it's their server resources that are used yep. for no cost to us. So, uh, yeah. Um, okay, security certificates, I need to put that on. And also the other thing, which is a problem, making sure gone through most of the pages and posts to see that there's no mixed content there with stuff. 
Um, I don't think I'll have that issue with Migrate Guru, but you, I have done it when I've used a plugin search and replace to swap over stuff. I find that some of the images are still with HTTP, you know. Yes. So yes. Uh, you get that mixed content and the security is not working on all the pages. That well, seems to have disappeared as an yeah, issue. Yeah, no, but also in the latest version of WordPress, that mm. it takes oh, care yes. of that all by itself, doesn't it? Um, I it don't does, even think yeah. you need to interact, but if you do need to interact, it's in the site health area and it yes. tells you that. Uh, now, I don't know if it picks out particular images or anything like that, or if it's just generically you need to update your site from HTTP to HTTPS, but you, you press a button and, and it, there is literally no time. It just, you know, you click the button and you're done. And I did it and it worked in, in every way that I could find. So that was a nice add on to, to WordPress in 5.6 just recently. Yeah. Well, that's another one off my list. Gosh, yeah. I'm not gonna, this I'm not list gonna be is able to ah, nothing to justify your existence soon. It's all going to be <laughs> buttons and non-existent items. Yeah. Okay. Configure and test the caching. That's the job okay. I have to do at the time. Um, check the forms again, usually at this point, um, because things have changed. Um, run a speed test. That's when I do that. And now, of course, I'm going to have to look at Core Web Vitals. Oh, as well, do you have to? Really? Do we have yeah, to? Well, oh, David, yeah. I don't want to look at Core Web Vitals. <laughs> well, I'll look, but I'll only talk about it if it's in my yeah. favor. <laughs> I don't understand it. I don't want to have to learn it. <laughs> no it's quite a simple thing but it, you know it's something yeah, to I be know. looking at i think uh, to be honest <clears throat> that's a launch task but it, it's yep. it, in reality uh, testing the speed of things as i'm building the site so really it's something that's done a lot earlier so it's per mm. perhaps in mm. the wrong place mm -hmm. um take an external backup uh, of course to a server somewhere else and usually for me remind the clients about things like google business pages and uh, pages and the benefits of um, particularly the the local trades of encouraging reviews to them because that might help them get traffic. So yep. that's my launch tasks. Yeah, yeah, that's good. I, I'm just trying to think if there's anything that I do that you don't. And the answer is no. I will probably have a you know it's got nothing to do with WordPress, but I'll I will have an, an a handoff meeting or some kind of comprehensive email which just encapsulates everything, um, just to sort of make it final. Yeah, yeah. Where's the check? <laughs> yeah. Where's the check needs to be added to our check? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, check that you've done the final check. <laughs> Genius. Uh, okay, so, uh, well, final section then. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, monitoring and health checks, but that's really only for us who are managing the clients with some kind of care plan. So yep. um, this has changed. We've jumped on board with a lot of these similar tools here. So I think we've done very well with our lifetime deal purchases recently. I've... You know, in the past, mm. it used to be that I was addicted to AppSumo, and I've very much come away from that. But we've managed to bag a few recently, haven't we, that have really turned out to be yeah. great little products. Yeah. yeah. So uptime monitoring always needed to be done before, but <clears throat> excuse me, now with better uptime, which was one of our lifetime deals, it's automatically got domain expiry checks, which has proved itself to be very useful to yep. me. So that yep. goal goes on. Um, set up visual monitoring and some other monitoring with HexoWatch. Again, another one of our shared deals, isn't it? Mm -hmm. That's been really nice. I I haven't really deployed that for clients, but I've, I look at it um, on my own website just to make sure that things are going well and i think it's a great tool if you if you're in a competitive space i think we have mentioned this before you know it may be mm. something that you could you could sell reports from because i don't know let's say you're you're one of three shops in the local area which do basically the same thing and you're rivals you can monitor yes. other people's websites to see what you know, amendments they've made on a page-by-page -page basis. You know, they've lowered the price of this particular set of trainers or what have you. Well, it won't tell you about the exact pricing change, but it will say, wait, hang on a minute, there's a change over here, go and have a look. You get an email, it's yeah. great. Yeah, it is a really good tool. I mean, I think there's been a lot of those tools and I've never been able to rely on it. This is doing a pretty good job. It's not perfect. No. It gives me um, false alerts occasionally, but it makes me go and look at sites. So I don't, you know, I think it's just great. It gives me a, 
sense of security that an update hasn't killed things. Yeah, and it, you know. that as well. And it, it does come through really quickly. The better uptime one, I am staggered how quickly it picks up that things have gone down because I've often been operating on websites and I've deliberately taken yeah. something down. And within seconds, in many cases, the email comes through. So that's astonishing. But the, the Hexo Watch one, there's quite a lot of configurability there. You can tell it, you know, only look at this portion of the page or the bottom 10% or, you know, only look at the top 10%. But yeah. I only want to be alerted when 30% of that top 10% uh, yeah. gets amended. So there's there's a bunch of stuff going on there. So you, you can make it so that it doesn't give you too many false positives. But yes, very good for clients yeah. to be assured that their own websites are intact and as pixel perfect as they were yesterday yeah another one that's a, a lifetime deal i think from uh absumo for me was accuranka and i i use that now i think if someone's gone out for seo with me and they've ordered one of my reports or stuff i will just automatically put a few of their keywords in to see the ranking over time i okay. don't generally tell them i'm doing this i just it's for my that i want to know whether the the advice i gave them is working out as well and then i'll share it with them as a bonus later so that's been a nice lifetime deal that do, came in there do you also use that tool pre you know before you start on the website is that the kind of tool that you deploy in the exploration phase no, no, no. It's no. just you won't. It's only worth putting on when it's going out there live, and then Got you it. just try and search. You put your domain in and the keywords you want to rank for, and then you can see over time uh, where they are moving, which keywords okay. are crawling up. In, and it's really quite useful. You know, you, you, there isn't the time to go and look on it. It's quite a nice little add-on if somebody. It's only for me, really, because I want to know if someone's actually paid me some time for some SEO that what I've told them is working, you know. That's, yes, uh, yes, yes, yes. So I, I'd be quiet if it wasn't, but so far it always has done. So, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I put in security scans as well that I will do. This is third-party stuff, so I'll be checking that they're working okay on the new domain with those. But if you've got something built in, then you probably don't need to do that. Um uh, and I set up, again, a little bit of duplication, automatic clearing of databases, something I might be setting up again as connecting. But I, I, I think I've already mentioned that I've kind of done that with a, yep. a maintenance plugin as yep. well for main WP. So the, the list is there. And then, yeah, ongoing updating of, I mean, do you have any system? I guess just being knowledgeable, really, being in the community, you know when a new PHP version is coming in. Do you does that set you off to updating sites? Yeah, it it. I mean, to be honest with you, it happens so infrequently, doesn't it? It's such a yeah. such a once in a like blue moon event. But yes, I know when things like that are happening. I tend to be in the crowd that's. I'm never going to be on PHP eight when yeah. people are just fiddling with it. I'm still on PHP seven point four in most cases, I think, and and I don't try to to sort of push the envelope and in fact I'm, I'm a bit like that with wordpress you know i'm even if wordpress flips over from 5.6 to 5.7 i will not push all the sites over i'll do a couple of ones which are my own personal ones first mm, so i know yeah. i'm i'm not i'm not going to be checking that religiously i'll just be listening and when people say it in our facebook group and things like that i'll i'll notice it and do something about it but it never happens, does it, for regular users of WordPress? I mean, I, you know, clients have come to me not too long ago that were still on version five point two or something. Right. I don't think you know, you know, or certainly five point six and that. So it's yep. going much slower. So well, uh, no one that's, does that. That's one of the th amazing things about WordPress is that they, the community, the the people that build the software, take the time to make sure it's backwards compatible for a long, long time. And mm. it's a, of great frustration to developers who want to make use of key features of the, the latest, greatest versions of PHP that they can't, in all good conscience, build those functionalities in because not everybody's able to access it. And yeah. things like Drupal... They just mm. they just go to the latest version, you know. I mean, that's not entirely true, but they they're working on the basis that look when we when we do a point release, you've all got to update. This is just how it's going to be because we want to be able to make use of the the speed optimizations of the latest version of PHP and the features and the functions that are available to us. Mm. I wonder if the health checks works with the the regular user whether they actually spot they've got a, a new thing to attend to with their PHP or 
or whether people will still be around using 5.2 into little breaks. Well, know. in a way, you've got to imagine that this is the job of like your hosting company, really. You know that they would be reaching yeah. out to you and saying, "Look, we can't, we can't quite fathom it, but you've got PHP 5.2 still installed, and we notice that you're on WordPress. We've got some suggestions. Why don't you log in and click this button and update it?" Um, yeah. Yeah, and of course, managed WordPress hosts will kind of deal with a lot of this stuff for you because they know they know that they can do this on your behalf. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I skipped over the updating of software, which we do pretty much daily. We every, do day, yeah. every day, yeah, every day. Yeah, so do that. And I have to, and I haven't got a proper system for this. I don't know how you go about checking that the emails are being delivered from your server. Um, I mean, the emails aren't my responsibility, but the responsibility lies on me that it will go into their contact form and that my server will deliver it from there out. Yeah, the the only thing that I do there is I make it absolutely clear that the the clients, well, I don't say go and fill out the form each month just to check it's coming, but I do say please log in and check that there aren't any, you know, that there's no disconnect uh, between what's in the, the form ui and what you're getting in your email inbox make sure there's no disconnect and that's really never bitten me i've never had anybody come and say look it's just not sending so i was just saying to you there is a a nice free um, smtp plugin Mm. by fluent forms and it has logs as standard so Mm. anything that the serve anything that it has sent out on your on the website's behalf is kept in a log you can obviously expunge Mm. them but there's also a nice, you can see the email, delete the email, but also there's a resend button. So mm. if there were a problem, hopefully you'd be able to resend all of them again in that UI. You just click the button, you know, and if, if the last two weeks of emails were not being sent through, you can just click resend, 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 however many times, and it should um, send them through. Obviously, don't send more than like 200 in an hour or something, because that that may break things depending on which connection you've got. Will it know with something like what happens with Mailgun? The times that emails haven't been delivered, it's often been in, with us. It's been BT Internet. Um, they've oh. not liked our IP address, and I wouldn't know. Uh, and I try to make it a habit to go into Mailgun once a month because that's on the free version. That's how long it will retain the record so you can get an idea of you know what emails have failed in that time and if it suddenly shot up then i can find out if there's something in common and they've changed my ip address but i just wonder if you're you know through a system like that can it tell you whether what hasn't actually gone through and been accepted i don't it, know Mailgun shows you delivered and then accepted so I you're pretty sure know. that it's gone yeah 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 i don't know that's a good point emails is one of those things it's a bit of a mystery to me i i know what I need to do in order to set it up correctly. But I'm still mm. often a little puzzled by all of the the DNS stuff that you have to do sometimes, you know, like the DKIM and DMARC and all of that mm. kind of stuff. Mm. Not, not, I did read up on that many years ago, and I've kind of forgotten what the purpose of it all is. But as, so long as I've covered myself, sounds a bit, a bit, um, <laughs> yes. a bit ridiculous, but I, you know, make sure that the clients know, please log in. If there's any problems, let us know. But it, I do sort of make the point that when it when we gave you the site, it was working. If you're part of our maintenance <laughs> yeah. plan, we'll we'll get it sorted. But if you're not, then you know, go in and check because that's on you. Yeah, it's not been an issue. Um, but that's just one of the things that I need to check every so often now. Yeah, yeah. After I don't set an alarm, I should really do that, Fred. But uh, yeah, at yeah. three in the morning on a Sunday. <laughs> Get up and check. Yeah, but I don't is, know. How would you... Is, I don't think there isn't a... I don't know. Is there a thing that you can trigger which says this has got disconnected, something's broken? Does the Mailgun plug-in tell you if something's I, gone wrong? I don't know. I don't really understand what I'm doing when it comes to stuff like that, but my, it tells me enough. Yeah, my feeling with this is that it fails silently, so you've got to, you've got to know. Yeah. You've got to go and be checking that these forms are coming through. And obviously, if a client is usually having two or three emails a week and then suddenly they have three weeks and nothing's coming through. That's a bit of a red flag to log in. Yeah, and and to be honest, it's probably good that they don't alert me as well because for a period of time on one of my own sites, I had a you know spamming incident where it was, they were all fails because they were made up email addresses. Oh. I don't know what they tried to do. So that would have been annoying as well. And then 
it would have led to the problem that I just ignore all the alerts then. Right. Yes. Yeah. You've become you become weary of all of the fake things. Yes. Yes. A good yeah. point. Yeah. And Mike. we've come to the last one. Yeah. I, uh, which is boring again because I've talked about it before. Which is just checking server resources again. I haven't got a system exactly in place for just checking the general amount of RAM use because we're running our own servers and they are managed by other tools. I still have to go in there and just kind of see how things are going, how big the the size of the disk is. Do you have not? Do you do you not have alerts set up for those in in all of your different myriad ways of running them, so that they send you a <laughs> disk usage email or a I don't know resource CPU usage email when it happens? Yes and no. Two okay. two of the services I do do give me some kind of alerts. One of them doesn't, so I have to kind of go and check in there. But it's okay. probably the healthiest of the lot. So right, yeah. But still, it's one of the it's one of the tasks I feel I have to do. Just keep checking that. You mean it doesn't send them because it's not got the capability, or it's not sending them because it's the healthiest? Oh, it, 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 well, it's not. It hasn't got the capability. It oh, okay. just happens to be the healthiest. Well, as well that's so. that's kind of a nice trade-off, actually. I'd take that. Yeah, so long as it's behaving that way and it's not the other way around. It doesn't have the capability, and it's a hopeless service. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow, so, that's loads, isn't it? Because I bet no one's still with us. No, well, I'm still with you, although I'm, you know, I'm slowly falling asleep in my chair. I've got about 30 seconds left before I doze off. No, it is interesting, though, because if you are if you are new to this and you're a novice, I bet there's a boatload of stuff in there. The, probably the best way to interact with it is to uh, is to not fight your way through 50 minutes of audio. Just go and read the show notes. Yeah, yeah. But we left that little nugget into the 50, let's have a look, the 50, about the 55th minute or something. Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I think we've done this topic one, done. We? Yeah, yeah. Do yeah. we have any clue what comes after this? A B C D E F G H I J K. K is next. Absolutely, N- no idea. But I'm sure it was something where we wanted to ask our community to help us with it. But I can't remember. What oh, it of is, course, yeah. Anyway. K is for community. I get it. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> killer oh. tips we oh. wanted to do well we might change our mind before it goes out killer tips we wanted people's great tips okay all right well we'll see if we can wrangle any of that before then but uh, <laughs> that was a nice episode thanks for sharing your expertise in this area david uh, uh, thank you okay see you soon well i hope that you enjoyed that episode as always there's always more to this stuff than meets the eye who'd have thought that we did so many little jobs and there really were dozens upon dozens of them it's a really really interesting subject if you've got anything to say about it head over to the wpbuilds.com website search through the archive and look for episode number 228 and you can comment there or Head over to our Facebook group where we've got 2,800 plus very friendly and polite WordPress users and you can post a comment over there. That's wpbuilds.com forward slash Facebook. Just one final plug about the Page Builder Summit. I mentioned it at the top of the show, pagebuildersummit.com. Starting this Monday, the 10th of May, absolutely tons and tons of speakers all talking about how to do things better, well, differently in your WordPress page builder of choice. So go and get yourself signed up. It's completely free to attend pagebuildersummit.com. The WP Builds podcast was brought to you today by AB Split Test. Do you want to set up your AB Split Test in record time, like in a couple of minutes? Use your existing pages and test anything against anything else. Buttons, images, headers, rows, anything. And the best part is it works with Beaver Builder, Elementor and the WordPress block editor. Check it out and get a free demo at absplittest.com. Okay, I normally say I hope to see you next week or I hope to see you on the This Week in WordPress show, which we shoot live every Monday, wpbuilds.com forward slash live. But this time I'm going to say I hope to see you at the Page Builder Summit next week, pagebuildersummit.com. Until then, stay safe. I'm going to fade in some cheesy music and say bye-bye for now.